get into our word today. As you see, our topic is, is uh, uh, faith sounds. Faith sounds. And um, if, anytime we talk about faith and what we do here, and this is just this for, this is just a little extra nugget for up and people that's growing in the church and ministry. No matter what we teach, we try to re weave through the same fundamentals and the same foundations, no matter what. Same fundamentals and same foundations, no matter what. And the reason why is because that's how we learn. We learn through uh, repetitious information, authoritative voices in the environment. That's what shapes our worldview and what we're trying to do in our lives here at Ayers. Um, as we grow as Christians, we're trying to shape our lives to have God's worldview. We're trying to have God's worldview. So anytime we talk about faith, you're going to hear some, some consistent things. When we talk about faith, you hear a lot of things. But number one, Romans 12, 3. So these four scriptures are our fundamental, our foundation scriptures for faith. In our discipleship classes, we, we talk about this. When we talk about uh, a living faith, uh, anytime uh, me and Pastor Mel talk, a lot of times we're going to hit these particular four scriptures uh, because this is our foundation. Um, so I'll give you the four scriptures, and then I'll explain them. But Romans 12, 3. Romans 10, 17. And uh, Galatians 5, verse 6. And Romans 1, 17. And Romans 1, 17. Now, the reason why these four scriptures are important, because Romans 12, 3, it says God has dealt to every man. So none of us are without this. He's dealt to every man the measure of faith. And again, you can read that as he's poured into you a, 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 uh, a increment or an amount. You know, people measure, uh, here, I'm going to measure an ounce to you and pour that into you. But, you know, the, the scripture says we only need a mustard seed of faith for us to do anything. If you have faith as great of mustard seed, you can say to mountains, be thou, be, be thou removed to be cast into the sea, and it shall, um, it shall be so. so. So you could use that measure of faith as that, but you can also use it as how you should measure what you do. So I'm playing off of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure inside of them of faith. Does it harmonize with faith? Right? All right, so that's Romans 12, 3. So that's our first scripture, Romans 12, 3. Then the second one is uh, Romans 10, 17. Now it says, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we have this measure of faith in us. This is just our foundation for faith. So we have a, God's dealt us this measure of faith in us, but we don't need it in us. Uh, we need it uh, resurrecting, coming up out of us. We need it to use it in our lives. So faith cometh or resurrects or is pulled out by uh uh, hearing and that hearing is by the word of God. Their word hearing, we'll get into it later uh, when we get more a little deeper, but it's understanding. Faith comes by understanding, understanding comes by the word of God. So we can say faith comes by the word of God. If you merge Romans 10, 17, you know, if you kind of, you know, mush it all together, <laughs> you, you know, you get them, remember them old peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you kind of mush them together. 
All right, so then, uh, some of y'all said, I didn't wish mine together. <laughs> All right, so then you have uh, Galatians 5. So, so we have a measure of faith in us. It's coming to the surface, but we don't just need it to surface. We need to activate it. So uh, Galatians 5, 6, faith worketh by love. Love is the activation of our faith. You know, it's very hard to activate faith when we're thinking selfishly. And then, of course, the last scripture we talk about a lot here, the just shall live by faith. So we, we want the measure of faith resurrected, activated, but then we don't want it just activated in a moment. We don't want faith moments. We want faith throughout our lives. So the Bible says the just shall live by faith. So those are our, our foundational scriptures anytime we discuss, talk about, hang around faith, right? But let's, let's get into a little bit of, of, of what we're talking about today, faith sounds. But we're going to start over here with Romans 10. Romans 10. You know, our whole salvation is predicated on faith. And if we look at our lives, we, our highs and lows in our life, or, or where we are with our faith. You know, you know if we get uh, distracted, uh, you know, and, 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 and we kind of get caught up in some of the cares of the world, deceitfulness, and riches, lust of other things, our faith is a little weaker then, and we go through stuff. We, we have more arguments, more mishaps. Uh, uh, relationships get funky, right? All right, so, so, so uh, Romans 10, and... You know, you, you, uh, we're a non-denominational church. I'm about to explain this scripture. We're a non-denominational church, so that means we don't have a particular, you know, we're not Baptist, Catholic, or, or any of those things, because the Bible doesn't necessarily indicate denominations in the Bible. Now, people have derived scriptures and established denominations. We're not against the denominations. What we're saying is we're non-denominational. Not only that, we, uh, we're a, a you know, Bible-believing, faith-teaching church, but uh, one might say we're a word-of-faith church. Uh, but, obviously, we're beyond a word of faith. Jesus, some, somebody come in here and say we're Pentecostal, for that matter. But the, the foundation of why uh, someone may label us that way is this scripture, Romans 10, 8. It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in thine heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of faith which we preach. Uh, and uh, this is going to make a whole lot of more sense when we, we keep going here. So now let's go to Genesis 1. So here you have the foundation that you give you, the measure of faith, the, resur the being resurrected through the word. We also have that faith activated by love, and then uh, we're living by it. But that word is always available that 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 word of faith that we preach so we preach a word of faith genesis 1 and of course we have an old covenant and the new covenant with the the bible but the you know the new a lot of the new covenant and a lot of life right now is a fulfillment of the old covenant now we're going to get into the laws the prophets uh we're going to get into the times end times or what have you uh, in the next teaching, I thought we was going to talk about that Sunday, but I, the Lord threw me an audible in our counseling session. So, so maybe the next teaching. But 
I said that to say because Genesis, or when you start getting the Old Testament, you know, especially with Genesis or the Torah, that's the first five books of the Bible. Uh, it's it's to me it establishes God's intentions. Uh, they call it in seminary or Bible school the law of first mention. What God first mentioned is what He intended. Now there was a whole lot of contingencies after that because of sin, but God's original plan is what is what He wanted to do. So with that in mind, we're not going to read through all of it. But if you read, if you write it down and go back through it for yourself. Um, from verse 3 now after the, in the beginning uh, God created the heaven and earth and it says in, in the, the spirit was upon it was darkness and void and the spirit was upon the face of the waters so everything's in waiting for what what took place in, in, in verse 3 for God to speak and the scripture says in Genesis 1 3 God said let there be light right and what happened and there was light so it didn't say God took his hands and made light. It didn't say God gathered a bunch of people together to put the light up there. It said God spoke light into existence. And what happened? Light responded, right? Based on what? His words, right? And if you, uh, God said, let there be a firmament, verse 6. Uh, God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Verse 9. So all through this, you'll see God said, God said, and it was so. God said, and it was good. God said, right? And if you drop down here to, uh, we'll start here, verse 26. And God said, now after he created all this stuff. Now again, this is a key. God said, because God is a creator, we do know that, right? You, you hear him reference as the creator. So God, now the good thing about a creator is a creator pioneer is someone that sees an empty canvas and creates something that people haven't seen. That's why I love uh, uh, people to do sculptures and stuff. It's like, how did you see that guy inside that stone? You right? Right, so, 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 create. But the trip is, God, God saw darkness and he never said, man, it's dark up in here. He saw darkness and said, let there be light. Now, law first mentioned is what God intended. So, when we see things that we don't like, it's supposed to be placing a demand on us to speak what we desire, not magnify what we see, right? You have that so far? All right, so, so verse 26, it said, said, God said, let us make man in our image. Well, if the Bible stopped at verse 26, what reference do we have for who we are? The first 26 verses, right? It, God made me in his image and after his likeness. How is God? He's a creator. When he sees something that's, that, that's, he doesn't like or, or, or when he recognizes what's needed, he creates it and he speaks it out with his mouth, right? He speaks it forth, right? And so let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, right? So God created man in his own image, verse 27. In the image of, of God created, see, God created man. He, man did not exist. He created man in the image God created in the image of God. He created him. So he he made something li like him, but wasn't exactly who he was. 
I then something special happens over here in verse uh, chapter two, verse seven. It says, "And the Lord and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Look, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul." So here you have God makes man in his image. God is a spirit, so he created the spirit of man. But that wasn't enough. He breathed life, his breath into him. So what was in God, he breathed into the man. The, the creativity, the power, the anointing, he breathed, he breathed that in. So his breath created something, right? And man became a living soul. So now the interesting thing about this, I used Genesis 2-7 and some other scriptures, uh, Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, to talk about music, which uh, we got to have another music conversation because I keep running to all these music situations. And the reason why I talk about it is because what God did was, <laughs> right? He breathed into the man. He, okay, so we know God is intentional right we know he's not he's perfect so how come he didn't slap him upside his head you know how come he didn't take him and just you know like jesus took spit in the clay and slapped it on the guy's eyes how come he didn't do that he the first thing he did his interaction with man was to breathe into him right to breathe but what did he breathe into him the same thing he did when he breathed into the earth creativity let there be and so 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 here you have God who's uses his voice to create some things but his voice is 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 on a vehicle of breath wind or sound and so when God's sound comes out of his mouth everything around starts to harmonize with it Plays a song. Uh, uh, oh my God! Remember, we was listening to this. Uh, uh, we drive from Pittsburgh. Uh, Everything you touch is a song, right? And and and, and I've, I've always liked the song because it's the whining singing, and I, you know I like the way they sing. But as I was listening, I was like, now why do I like this song? You know, because it was like you know he said he said everything you touch is a song. You touch my life. But, but he was talking about when you, you, uh, you touch the birds and then he said they sang Tweety D or whatever they did. You know, He said, uh, you touch the lion and oh, he started to roar. <laughs> you know, he just kept saying all the things he touched, but what did he touch them with? Sound. He touched them with sound. Right, so he, he, he spoke faith-filled words. See, God didn't go, let there be light. Uh, let there be water, maybe, possibly. If there could be water, I just, maybe that can show up. No. He said, let there be light. S similar to when people come on and they clap on their lights now, or when they talking to Alexis or Siri, uh, light. Uh, uh, Pastor Mel over here. Uh, uh, call Minister Jackie. You know, this is a, her phone to start just dialing you, right? But she don't be saying it. See, for me, I, like, I just be calling people. Like, and if I need directions, I just go to Google or something like that. But my lovely wife over there, she'll be like, uh, Siri, 
find the nearest such and such. A, a lot of times it works, but, but, but you better be clear. Because if you ain't clear, they have you all over the place. And by the time she did all that, I'd be done go and find it. Right? But, but my point is, she's speaking with confidence. She's speaking faith sounds. Right? She believes when she, what, the sound that comes out of her mouth is going to activate the phone in the first place. All right, so, 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 just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. So that's what God was doing over there in Genesis. So, so this is kind of like a long definition, so I'm going to try to piece it up a little bit. But words, which is what we're talking about, are sounds, right? Words are sounds, but they rest in a place of recognition. So resting in a place of recognition. Think about words rest someplace, and they rest where people recognize them. Right? Uh, to draw us into understanding. So words is sound that goes out, but it rests in a place of recognition when you recognize it, but it needs you to recognize the understanding it's trying to draw you into. Does that make sense? Right? See, that's what pitch is. That's what harmony is, agreement is, melody is. They all communicate a message. Right? They all communicate a counsel or inspiration. But it's all sound. But how do you know that? Well, I know that song. What, do you, what happens? You recognize something. You understand something. You're being inspired by something. You get a message of something. Right? But that's all sound. Right? It's all sound. So, so that's how words are. But faith-filled words, see, they, they, they move things. See, Faith, filled words are faith sounds. And they, things move. Things happen. Things change. Things harmonize. So now the Bible says this Proverbs 6, 2, you're snared by the words of your mouth. Held captive by the words of your mouth. That's what snared means. Then it says this in Proverbs 18, 21, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Now think about how we live our lives we live our lives as if that's not always a reality. Because we don't, we don't want everything we say. But we'll say it anyway. And if somebody calls you on it, you'll go, man, what's the big deal? Well, I'll tell you what the big deal is. The big deal is Matthew 12, 37. You'll, for every idle word, you'll be held accountable for. You're setting a ledger. You're building an account. And so then I'll give you, a, I believe it's Revelations 12, 11. I could be a little off on the verse, but I know it's Revelations 12, where it says Satan is an accuser of the brethren. But what is he using to excuse you with? Your words. I'm going to say it this way, your faith sounds. Now you say, no, 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 but all this negative stuff is happening to me. How are you saying I'm operating in faith sounds? Well, if you speak faith sounds, but you're believing for the negative, what's going to manifest? Because you're snared by the words in your mouth, right? So, so Satan is actually using our ability that God put in us before the foundations of the world. When he, put a, he, he put the creative gene in us. He knows he was Lucifer. He, was a, he, he got a sneak at the plans. I know how you're designed. You're snared by the words of your mouth. I know this already. 
So what I need to do is use your power against you because I can't stop you. So I have to get you to speak faith sounds for what I want it manifest. That's not me saying it. That's, that's what the adversary is trying to do. Right? He's trying to take your creative power and use it against you. Because how many times people say, I knew that was going to happen. But you've been saying it. How about trying it the other way around? So, so this is an old story, but, you know, I've shared it, shared it before. But when I, I, I didn't know none of this stuff. So, you know, you know growing up, uh, so, I, so I grew up in Newark with foster parents. So not, not like a, a home which you got, you know, you, you know, everybody got bunk beds and stuff like that. No, it's just a, a family that wanted foster children. They took me and uh, another uh, young lady. She was my sister for a while until she you know, fought back uh, uh, when she was uh, 13, so she was gone. Uh, so that's, <laughs> and so, so they were more like grandparents. But to me, to me, all of it I'm not going to take as intentional, but I guess I'm not blood, I'm the foster kid. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, I, just, I didn't like my entire experience. I did learn a lot. But I remember I lived life like my whole life was bad luck. Now, 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 I don't live life based on luck because the Bible don't talk about luck. Luck, that's chance. But I'm saying, I ain't know any better. So I used to say this daily. Everybody else has good luck every once in a while they have bad. Not me. My whole life is bad luck. Every once in a while I may have good luck. You know that was my life? I'm the dude that they make these movies after. You know, you go out, uh, I finally save up enough money because wasn't nobody just buying me, me ex you know, the brand name shoes. You know, I was, I was Keith uh, with the talking shoes. You know, I mean, literally, like, you know, so because I, I played ball all, all the time, the shoes couldn't keep up with it. So then, you know, now they would, the bottoms would come out and I'd put cardboard in them, but sometimes the cardboard would slide out so it looked like a tongue. So people would be like, yo, what's up, Keith? I'm like, how you doing? Like, no, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to your shoes. Then I had the nerve to uh, get these shoes that was, you couldn't wear the soles out. They cheap too. They looked like Converse's. They were called Charterhouse. Y'all remember them? They bought them from Jack's. So, but the, the problem with Charterhouse is they was almost like Converse's, Minister Sammy, but they didn't have that little stripe to go around the top. So I just colored that in with an ink pen. So if you wasn't really looking at me, you would think I had Converse's on. But if my pants leg went up, you'd be like, Man, no main cons, those charter house. They were called charter house. Well, one day, there's a, me and my friend was walking, and there's a fire. Uh, and I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm the same guy. Like, I can't help. I got to help people. So he's going to walk by. No, he, this is what he was doing. He was lighting matches and throwing them in the, in the, in the grass. That's what he was doing. Uh, I was about to say your name. All right, so, so, so while he's doing, I'm like, man, what are you doing? So one of them caught to some leaves. He's laughing. It ain't funny to me. Now, we could have ran, walked away, but I said, nah, man. So I put out the fire with my charter houses on. Now, the charter houses, the souls didn't wear out. Them things was like hard uh, poly, I don't know what they was. I was just playing. But they was hard. Like, you could never wear those out. You could smooth them out. Y'all remember those? So when I stepped on the fire, guess what? The fire caught to my shoes. So it caught around the back and started burning. So I'm trying, so you know how you think the fire's out? And we start walking. And I'm like, it's, my shoes were still lit. Probably that special plastic in the canvas, right? 
And so now I'm, my shoes was talking from behind. So, so when I would, how could I do this? So when I would, no, 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 it's cool. So when I, because I don't want to mess up nothing up here. I do it over here in the blue. So when I would uh, talk to you, so we'd be at the house, we'd be in the backyard playing ball and stuff, I would be like this. <laughs> like I'm cool. But it wasn't because I was cool, I didn't want you to see my shoes was talking. Right, so, Karen, why are you laughing at your cousin like that? Right, so, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sharing with you just a little bit of my life. I'm just, she, she done, she over there done. <laughs> I said, so what I'm, I said that to say, and then, okay, so, so finally I save up because I, I used to pack bags in the supermarket. I told you the story, I used to run to the supermarket every time we go by. My wife said, babe, you already told me the story. But, but I pack bags and for quarters or whatever. So finally I save up enough to get my own Converse's. So what you, I got, I'm particular, I got to have the right color. So I would... Go out to, to, the, to, to get them on the bus stop. It's raining that day. Put my umbrella up, the umbrella break. Now I'm getting drenched on. The bus happened to come by, not my bus, but any, the bus come by and splash water all over me. Now, literally, like, you know, you see in the movies and stuff like that. It was me. That was, that was me. And I'll be like, so I'm drenched, but I'm determined, just like I am now. Once I'm locked into something, I'm going to stick with it. I'm like, no, I'm getting these shoes. Because I've been, I've been laughed at, talked about. For a whole year now, well, it's longer than a year, but I was like, so I'm getting these shoes. I, I, I'm wet. I could catch a cold. Might get the flu, but I'm getting my shoes. Get down to Universal's. Y'all remember Universal's? So, so I get down to Universal's Boys and Men's store. Guess what? They don't have my shoes. So, so, but guess what? I'm not, I'm not stressed, stressed because this is, this normal. It's a risk that the shoes may be there. Because I have bad luck. So I, I, I go to a church and I stumble on uh, this, this Proverbs 6-2. Life and death is in the power. No, you stand by the words of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So I never heard that before. So I changed what I was saying. Independent of what I was seeing. And guess what? My life started changing. Because I stopped saying, I have bad luck. My life changed based on what I saw. But I'm going to tell you, based on what I said, but I'm going to tell you, I start saying something based on something too. See, I start, look, my faith sounds was harmonizing with what God wanted for my life. Right? All right, so, so wait, did I tell you something somewhere? No, I didn't, did I? I saw the word here, this word right here, is faith sounds. See, this draws people to God. They hear faith sounds and it, what was that? See, you know why? Because God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. See, when something's in you, when you hear something that relates to what's in you, something, something starts to, what was that? You start to, something starts to trigger on inside, even if you ain't even living right. When you hear something that connects with your design, something moves you. It, used to, it happened throughout my life, but I would ignore the signal. Because I was so worldly, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm tripping. There's no way. Listen, I heard Jesus in a club. It was a song playing, 
I was like, I, man, that boy, they ain't say Jesus. You know, now, later on, I ended up getting a song. It's called a song called You Brought the Sunshine of My Life by the Clock Sisters. And as the lyrics goes, can I get a witness if there ain't no Jesus? So, 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 but look, I'm not even thinking about church or nothing, and I'm in a club. I heard Jesus, though. I heard Jesus. See, when you hear faith and you have a measure of faith in you, it stirs up something. So, so faith sounds are, 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 are moving you, right? And, and so it draws you to God. But when you get to God, you can't come around God and not want to please him. Because you were designed and sent here to please him. So any, every time you get closer to God, something happens in your mind. You feel like there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. You feel like, hold on a second. But what it is, is, uh, now I don't know if you ever saw, you know, I'm a movie guy, uh, Born Identity. So in the movie Born Identity, this dude starts out that he, he, lose, he loses his memory. Basically, I mean, he's lost his memory. And he's just trying to figure out, I don't know my name, I don't know this, that, and the other. But anytime somebody came around and placed a demand on him based on what was in him, so he's sleeping on a park bench. And, and uh, the officers tried to wake him up. They couldn't get him up. They took a club and, and shoved him. That dude, in a couple seconds, both of those officers was laid out. And he, and he looked at himself like, okay, where did that come from? Then he goes into a restaurant. He goes, see, he says, something, I'm somebody else. He says, I know I'm somebody else. She says, nah, nah, you're just like everybody else. He says, how do I know that there's a, there, there's a shotgun in that truck outside? The license plate on these, these, last, these next three trucks is this. The guy at the bar is left-handed. Why do I need to know he's left-handed? Right? What, basically what he was saying is, there's things being triggered inside me and I don't know why. See, and that's what faith sounds do, does for us. There's stuff being triggered. Like, what? We just can't settle it. We can't say, listen, this is a nice job. I appreciate all y'all. But something, something, something ain't right here. There's more. God has more. Look, look everybody's giving me props, wards. Oh, yeah. No one's ever done what you're doing. Yeah, but how come I don't have a piece here? Something's pulling me to do something that y'all may not understand because it's going to be a faith move based on faith sounds, right? I so 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 you you get closer to God, you want to please God. So the faith sounds draw you to God. When you get there, you want to please God. The only way you're gonna please God is with what? Faith. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to look. It didn't give you no other contingencies. It says without faith is impossible to please God. So when people go, I'm just trying to please God. Oh, so you're operating in faith then. You're, 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 you're speaking faith then. Oh, okay, so, 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 so we relate this to, to, to your families and stuff like that. So you, you raise your children. And your children are flowing a particular way. You know, you just come through school and what you say, your kids are saying. What, you, what you've designed, your kids are doing. When it's time to go to church, your kids are up like, what are we doing here? Why y'all sleep? We going to church? What are we doing? Let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's rock and roll. Right? That's how, yeah, I mean, and, and what's, what's going on inside of you? That's my, that's my daughter. That's my boy. Yeah, yeah. What happens when your kids start speaking something different? Now, of course, they speak something different. They're going to do something different, right? What happens? I'm talking about even when they're young, when they just start speaking different. You don't go, oh, that, that's my kid. No, you go, ho, 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 what was that? 
something about their words are not harmonizing, right? They're not in pitch, <laughs> right? They're messing up the tune. The melody ain't flowing the same way, right? It pulls on you. What do you think it does to God? When we're not speaking faith sounds, what do you, how do you think? You think God's going, oh, it's okay. He's going, are we serious? Why? Do you know you're snared by what you just said? Do you know I, I, I'm, I'm handcuffed? I can't do anything because you're within the earth realm and there's fixed principles. Call laws, what laws are, fixed principles. You have to have what you're saying. But then you, gonna, you keep coming to me, God, how come you ain't jumping away? I'm like, oh, I gave you creative power, gave you a measure of faith. You using the faith to, to speak what's manifesting based on what he tell you. How come you're not doing it based on my sounds? How, how, how come you're not singing my melodies? How come you're not on pitch with me? Right? You, have, you, you follow me so far? So, so the message version of Romans 10, 17 says this. Before you trust and that would be anybody. You have to listen. But unless Christ's words, these faith sounds is preached, there's nothing to listen to. So, 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 people, uh, just trust God. Just trust God. Yeah, as you grow up, I've heard it. Trust God. Yeah, but before anybody can trust anybody, you got to listen. You get into a relationship, you can't go into a relationship. <laughs> no, you got to listen. Uh, I heard somebody say this recently that was like, uh, you're, 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 you said you heard me, but you ain't listening. You know, we, uh, one of the teachings maybe last year was, do you care to listen? And if you think about it, most of our conversations, even in our conversations with God, which is what's happening right now, I'm just a vessel, God's talking, right? Most of our conversations, we don't care to listen. We just go through the motions. Person's talking, we ain't listening. And then we're going, you ain't tell me that. Are you saying they didn't tell you because they didn't know or you weren't listening? Or do you have a reputation for listening? Like you're right there in the moment and ain't listening. You ain't got nothing else to do at the time and ain't listening. So, so this is the thing. We're not going to trust God if, we, if, if we're not listening. I mean, look, oh, hearken. The word hearken means what? So that means some people have been listening up in here, right? All right. Listening with the intent to obey. So the faith sounds are going out. Are you listening with the intent to obey? See, that's a whole other type of listening. Because when they tell you these are the instructions for you to follow and the path for you to take, and when you get there, the treasure is waiting for you. Oh, but you got to do all these things right. You got to follow the, the instructions to a letter. I guarantee you'll be listening then, won't you? Now, 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 now well, hold on a second. Like, and what do you do? Somebody has given you the instructions, you'll be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 go nowhere yet. I want to make sure I got them down right. Then they'll tell you, and I guarantee you, you'll say, okay, hold, hold. No, let's re go back over so I know, I know that I know I'm going to the right place, man. And then they go, okay, you, you, it seems like you got it. No, 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 just one more time. Why? There's a certain level of urgency you have because you don't want to not have all the accurate information because there's a treasure on the other end. Right? 
So now it's okay to go, oh, so, I, so what you said was, but, but we don't live like that. How, do you understand every connection you have is a part of you, uh, uh, is, a part, is another step and you get into that treasure? So you got to listen. See, 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 see you got to listen because sometimes you can mishandle certain situations because you're not listening. Guess what? Sometimes you can stay too long because you weren't listening. Right? All right, all right, so good, good, good. Come on. Let's just let's, let's keep rolling here. All right, so, so that was I gave you the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I just... It didn't work out this week either. So, all right, so uh, the message version. Thank you, uh, Hope. All right, so then this, this, this whole passage in the King Jesus says, so then faith comes by hearing. And, and we just said listening to what is told. So when we listen to what is told, we listen to the faith sounds, we listen to uh, what's being expressed by faith, right? So faith comes by hearing what's being expressed by faith. And that hearing or that understanding or that listening comes by this word of faith that we preach. These faith sounds that we're preaching out. Like, there's not a faith sound worth you not hearing. But we operate like it's okay if we've missed this, these faith words. I'm not saying this as a, as a put down. I'm saying as, almost like as an awakening, like, what faith word did you miss that was probably the key to what you want to manifest? Right? What faith sound did you miss? Because you just weren't listening. Right? Too busy to pay attention. All right, so, so uh, I gave you that, I gave you that, I gave you that. So you notice how Matthew 4.4, 4, you, you guys could write that down just for the sake of time, but Matthew 4.4, 4, it says, uh, uh, man shall not live by bread alone. Now, I'm, now again, sometimes you have uh, alle allegories, uh, meaning that something is not exactly what it's saying, but it's using it to just give you a picture of something. Uh, you have... Uh, uh, phrases, references. So, so, so once again, listening means I have to, with the intentional, I have to look harder. Almost like I'm discovering clues. So when the Bible says, now, now, Jesus was in a test. We get to look into the test. And in looking into the test, we see how to pass it. Does that make sense so far? I right, so Matthew 4 all the way to the, uh, to the end of that is Jesus going through a test. But we, we got a sneak peek. So in other words, you got to take a final and somebody lets you look into the final and hear all the questions and the answers. But you decided you didn't want to listen. So if we take a peek back into Matthew 4, it just opens up with, man, should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It opens up with that. Matthew 4, 4. Man should not live by bread alone, but it's not just saying bread like Yeast, the things that we do in our earthly life to sustain us. Whatever we're using to nourish us, whatever, it could be clothes, it could be this, it could, it could be uh, significance. It said, man, she, it didn't say you, you don't need these things. In the two chapters over in Matthew 6, he says, the Gentiles have need of these things. I know you have need of these things. 
But it said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Similar to what it said in Matthew 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Every faith sound. That's how we live. We can't live by faith if we don't have faith in us. Right? All right, so with that in mind, let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Like I just, I just, uh, you know, uh, I we had a pretty long day yesterday because we had just got back in town, and so I was, I had text Siobhan, and I said, well, I'll send you the artwork later because normally she has the artwork earlier. Then, so that I thought I was being cute. I was like, I'll send you the artwork later. Then I realized, what, are, what am I teaching? <laughs> I was like, so now I got to make sure she gets the artwork. So I got, it got to be created. But it can't be created until we figure out, well, Lord, what we'll be talking about tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how are we going to do this? And so the Lord told me what he was talking about. So now I'm dealing with, okay, I got to prepare for what I'm talking about. But at the same time, I got to get the artwork out so people can know what we're talking about. So I, I opted to do the artwork. Right. I art No, you good, you good, you good. I, 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 let, I let it distract me. All right, so, so, but so then, then the Lord gave me what he was talking about. I said, Lord, you are something else. Because this was not what I was going to talk about. Well, I mean, I was gonna, we was going to get into some deep, you know, the end times. You know, I, you know, I have my little, I, I have been work, I've been studying it for, uh, for a minute. I was like, yeah, we're going yeah, to understand the prophets and the laws and, and what the... It, seers and he's like no that's not what we're talking about and and and, and as i start getting into it i said like, oh i see said the blind man <laughs> like 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 i get it now and hopefully i hope i hope we get it too right i hope we really get it i told you to go to matthew 12 because we said that you know it's kind of hard for us to operate in faith we're not speaking faith-filled words but look at this uh verse 33 It says, either make the tree good and his fruit good, which what, what, what the person produces, and else make the tree corrupt and the fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by what? It's fruit. Now, now again, going back to you got to break. Fruit is what you produce. The Bible said, we shall be like trees planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in our season. What we produce. Everybody is measured by what they're producing, not what they're talking about. Right? We could, th we could theorize all day, but that's not how God measures our life. He says you know them by their fruit, what they're producing. So we're in a culture that that's called judgment. Like, you know, you know you're not producing no fruit. Would you try to judge me? No, I'm not trying to judge you, but you actually are. I'm, I'm, look, you might not be aware that you've been, you, you know you're designed to produce fruit, right? So there might be some things we need to cut or tweak so you can get the nourishment so you can produce fruit. But you are supposed to be producing fruit. Does that make sense? Right, but, but, but we're in a culture where it's like, okay, whatever you do, you better not talk about me not doing no fruit. Yeah, but do you realize you could be here years and not producing nothing, but you're existing? Right? We could, st we could be the caterpillar that stays on the same tree for the rest of his life, or we can evolve and fly. All right, so this is what the scripture is saying. All right, and then 33 says, oh, generation of vipers. 
Now, if I said call somebody Viper up in here, y'all going to trip. But this is Jesus, you know, as a matter of fact, the old generation of, he called the generation Vipers. He didn't say just wasn't just talking to a person. Oh, generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of look, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you say, I didn't mean that, but you said that, that came from your heart. So, so it's not to put you down as to, I need to go back and have a heart check. I need to find out what I'm really taking in. But you can't keep saying stuff and it's affecting what's around you and go, I didn't mean that. That's not who I am. It may not be who you are, but it is what you're going to become if you keep speaking it. So you got you to gotta embrace the rotten fruit and make a change, not excuse the rotten fruit going, oh, what you trying to say? God don't love me? All right, hold on, because I'm going to give you chapter and verse. I'm not going to, it's not my opinion here. Where was I at? Oh, I was reading this. Um, so a good man out of, out of the good treasure bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. That's what the Bible said. That's not what Pastor Keith said, right? Right? Because you're snared by the words of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So this is targets. This is not for you to beat yourself up, but this is for you to make adjustments, right? To what you're saying. Because we speak what we absorb. We speak what we absorb. So are we, do we have faith-filled words, faith sounds, or? Oh, all right, all right. So let me, let, me, let me slow down because I want to make sure you get this word. I right, so... Hopefully what we're absorbing is, is faith sounds and faith words. That's, that's, that's the hope, but not fearful, fear or, or um, let's, go, let's go to Luke 4. Luke 4. Because God has set us up to be creators and the way we're going to create is speaking faith-filled words with power. Faith-filled words with power. And I, I tell you, like, like, nobody's exempt from this. Like you can go to you can go to seventeen seminaries, know all the scriptures in the world. If you ain't speaking faithful words, you're still gonna be snared by what you say. So people go, I don't understand, but this guy, you know, mega ministry. How did that happen? What was he saying? What did he really believe? Not what he said. What did he believe? What was in in his heart? See, we can't measure the heart. We're just looking out on the outside behavior and going, that I can, that, that should have never happened to him, or should never happen to her, based on what. Based on the presentation, or, or the, I heard somebody say recently, the representative? I saw it. The, is it based on the representative? I, so, so here you have Luke 430. Yeah, 436, right? Look, so this is Jesus communicating. This is Jesus not soliciting anything. He didn't, no campaign. Uh, he wasn't FaceTiming. He didn't put himself on Twitter. Nothing like that. He's just communicating. He's, he's, he's speaking faith sounds. It says, they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, what a word is this? For with authority and power, he commanded the unclean spirits, and they come out. And it says, after that, it says, verse 37, and the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. Look, not based on 
uh, him him uh, uh, going live on his own. He he manifested the fruit of his faith sounds. Some some power and authority came out and manifested something. So now people are measuring him on manifest like ho ho ho. What word is he talking about? And if you if you study it out, these wasn't just any old. Uh, these were people that had degrees, all levels of degrees. Right? They were Pharisees, Sadducees. Like, oh man, you see what this dude did? You keep reading through. You read. You just gotta read the gospel sometimes just to to see the picture. Some people try to chase him out of town. It was so overwhelming that his words manifest what he said. Okay, dude, you got same thing happened to Paul. Yo, you got to go. Why would you want to chase somebody out of town because they're manifesting the fruit of what this word says? Right? So that's what he's trying to do in our lives. He wants, to, he wants us to, that measure of faith and that creative power that he gave to us, he wants manifest them, manifest it. It says Jesus taught as one with authority. So not as one that got everybody to laugh, not as one that just, you know, that was so eloquent and had all of the, the uh, super scriptures. No, there was a level of authority that shook and moved some things within people and in the room. That's, that's what God's trying to get us to. There was some faith sounds coming out of a person's mouth. See, if I go and uh, Pastor Mel teaches something, and, and I, I, you know, I learn from everybody here because I use your names, so that's obvious. But I'm just saying, let's say, eh, I'm not studying no more. Hey, that's a good sermon Pastor Mel teaches. I'm going to teach that one because the atmosphere changed. But it's not going to change just because I, I, I repeated what she said. I better have a relationship with the same God she had. I better be coming out of the presence of God like she was. You see what I'm saying? I better be speaking faith sounds, not mimicking someone else that had faith. Uh, uh, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. That, that wasn't speaking faith. That wasn't faith sounds. Paul, yo, yo, I bind you, I lose you, gone. Them demons said, uh, uh, Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who are you? You haven't shook up nothing in the spirit realm. Like, you don't even speak with faith. You ain't even speaking with faith now. Like, it's almost like you're trying it. Let me see if this works for me. Yeah, but faith is not a try. It's a now. Now faith, right? All right, so I uh, gave you that. Gave you that. So this is what we want to do. We got to protect our heart from absorbing the wrong stuff, right? Protect your heart from absorbing the wrong stuff. You know, don't allow uh, yourself to, you know, because God has designed you to be super, to be around kryptonite. He fearfully and wonderfully made you, made you in his image, his likeness. You just can't expose God's vessel to anything and everything. So Proverbs 4, 23, because remember, out of the abundance of what the mouth speaks? So your heart is where you're storing the treasure of the, your, your faith sounds to express, right? So, so when you're in a situation, Jamal, and finances get tight, if you're storing f uh, faith sounds in your heart, those finances just place a demand on the treasure that's in you, right? But if the treasure in you is not faith sounds for what God wants manifested, you're going to manifest, actually, you're going to magnify what you see. You're going to attach your faith to that, right? Does that make sense? So, so here it says in, in, in Proverbs 4.23, it says, Keep thy, thy heart with all diligence, for out of it 
are the issues of life. Now that word diligence is a special word because that's not casual. That's not freelance. And uh, so, so this young lady is growing to be a doctor and at least from what I see, she's not uh, casual with anything. Um, I mean, you wouldn't have graduated in in short years. Like, you know, you would have you'd have been fifth, sixth, seventh year senior. So, yeah, you know, there's some people. When you go back, there's going to be some people there that was there when you started. Not because of the the course they selected either. It's because they just been dragging school. You know, just taking classes over and over and over and over again. But there's a level of diligence with that. But not only that. Even this next stage, there's, a, there's another level of diligence. But even in residency, there's another level of diligence, and it ain't over. Like, you don't go after the residency and all that stuff and go, well, I'm a doctor, now I'm a chill. No, 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 no. Depending on what you're doing, I, now I don't know. I, I don't think you said you was going to be a brain surgeon or nothing. But, but I know some people that do that. They can't make a mistake. Like, they can't go, man, it's probably that order. Like, do you understand how precise you have to be? So, but they don't become that when it's time for the surgery. There's a level of diligence they have to have to not, like, they can't party like everybody else. There's certain things they just can't do. Like, do you realize there's certain things I can't do? Not, not because they're all bad. I can't do them. I have to set myself apart for something. So there's a level of diligence, and I have to guard my heart against things. I mean, it might even be not that deep. It means, but it's deep to me. We travel and stuff like that. Uh, we, we, you know, I plead the blood of Jesus over this, do this, that, and the other. Okay, let's watch this. I'd be praying in the spirit. I was in a situation the other day. I was praying in the spirit the whole time. Not because nobody was tripping. It was just, I, I, how could I say this? Well, I just, what I was absorbing, I didn't want to absorb. I just put it that way because I'm not, I wasn't saying that to incriminate people. I'm just saying I have to be diligent. I have to guard my heart with diligence. Nobody else in the, in the, in, in the environment is responsible to guard my heart. I am. Pastor Mel is not designed to guard my heart. I am. And guess what? I have to be diligent about it. If I'm casual about it, I can let something slip in that when I'm under pressure, it'll squeeze out. Did you hear what I just said? I can let something slip in when I'm under pressure to squeeze out. And I'll be snared by that. If I don't want to be snared by it, I don't want to speak it. Does that make sense? All right, so, so, because uh, we got we to gotta end here. So, okay, John, I'm going to give you John 15, 7, and then I'm going to give you Ephesians 4, 29 through 32, and we'll close out with them, okay? John 15, we'll go there first. I actually was going to make this like a, a one-week thing. I was just going to do one-week things until we started the church. But the Lord was like, really? Try it. See what I do to you. All right, so John 15. And, and, and of course, just, I mean, John 15 is just a great chapter. Just read through it. You know, uh, uh, you're the branch, I'm the vine. You know, uh, you know, uh, if, you, if you, you stay connected to the vine, you're good. If you separate from the vine, you're like a branch. You put in the fire and you're burnt. Uh, John, when it gets to verse 5, it says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Because it says the branch has to stay connected to the vine. There's a book called Abiding Christ by Andrew Murray. I put that on y'all book list. Uh, it's one of the first books I read. It's, it's about John 15 is the whole book. Um, but, but when you get here to verse 
uh, 7, it says, if you abide, remain in me. Look, look, look. And my words abide, remain in you. So it's not, look, look. It's not just knowing the word. It's not just hearing the word. Look, this will be a good one. It's not just agreeing with the word. That word got to remain in you. See, so sometimes, I was, I was sharing this with somebody today. You know how you, uh, it's, it's a fight to, 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 to awaken. You know, just to, man, I was just tripping. And, and there's a sense of accomplishment there. Man, I was tripping. I could do better. I've been selfish. Uh, been needy, tripping. I was just tripping. And you, you fought so hard to get there. You're like, yeah, I stepped up to the plate and I accepted that responsibility. But it ain't over. It ain't over just because you realize it. Right? See, see, that, that revelation has to be something you're living through. See, see, because the scripture says, if my words remain in you, you're going to need them again. Right? You're going to need them. What, what is that? You're going to need them again. You ever like get, so we're, we're a little older, okay? Uh, you're older than me, just for the record. But we're a little older. So that means we, we, we've been around the word. That doesn't mean that we walk on water, but we have been around the word. So, so I'm going to use me because I, I can't speak for you. But you, if, you, if you haven't been it, you've seen it. Where somebody for years was solid in the word. You know, it might be somebody you're mentoring, could have been experienced. You could have went through it. I know I did. And then it's almost like, is that the person that was solid? It's not like they're not solid in the word. They talk about God. They love God, this, that, and the other. But something's changed. And what it is is they've taken the word for granted. Not taking it for granted because they're like, man, the word ain't important. It's just, man, if you good, if you good with the word, if you are speaking certain things, if you've had signs and wonders and miracles manifest in life, if you've ministered salvation to folk, I mean, there's a sense of I'm being used by God. That's that's not a crime. It's, you should be. You were used by God. The thing is, the temptation to think you can rest in that. And it happens to everybody. Well, it's happened to me. It happens to everybody. And, you know, I remember I was, this was some years, ages ago. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then I end up, uh, the Lord redirected me back to the word. I said, what in the world was I doing? I said, how did I get there? I said I would never get there ever again. And I still was going to church. I still was in the word. But, you know, I, was, I might have been ministering to youth or something. And I could tell. I was like, that wasn't powerful. I knew it. I knew what I shared. It was different than some people have heard, but I, I was like, that wasn't no, it wasn't no power back there. And the Lord's like, you, you riding on the fumes of what I've been doing for you. I give fresh rhema every day, daily bread. And I had to get back to living this way, not thinking I, you know, I can relax. You understand what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. So, so, so that word has to remain in us, right? Uh, it says, look, 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 this is what happens if you abide me and my words abide in you. Look, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. You can speak out these faith sounds and they'll manifest exactly what you spoke. That's what that. Y'all read that, right? John 15, 7. John 15, 7. All right, so let's go here because we said we got to guard our heart by holding on to the word. And this is why. Ephesians 4. And then we'll be done after Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, uh, 29. 
Now look at what this is saying. This is the, the contrast here. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. It says, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Basically, you're speaking faith sounds to even the people around you. And look, it says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Look, then it goes on and gets into it again. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. It's saying faith sounds not fearful and frightening sounds. Faith sounds not fearful and frightening sounds. It's saying use your words to harmonize, not demoralize. Use your words for agreement, not aggression. You see what I'm saying? Like faithful. See, the thing is, we talk about this a lot. Me and my wife talk about this a lot. I mentioned this in another service. We all need each other. See, because if faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God, it's not just what I hear, it's what people hear coming out of my vessel. So imagine if you're always speaking, you're so focused on yourself. So, so Jamal, you're in a situation. I don't know why I keep using you, but you're in a situation. And you let the situation seem like it's greater than God's ability to deliver you, right? So when people come around you, you're speaking defeat. But there's somebody that's playing a victim around you. And so they're eating on those words. Well, I look up at Jamal. Jamal's the person that I, I, that, that I was watching as my inspiration. Well, if he says not possible, then it's not possible. But you're in a moment. You may come out of that moment when you get in your car and get home. But you left that person bleeding on the road. Or you're in a situation and, man, they, they, they tripping, man. I don't think they know what they're doing. But you know you're in a funk. But the other person need somebody to give them the truth, but you're pacifying them by saying, ain't that person a trip? And they're going, yeah, they are a trip. So now we're magnifying, Bible says do all things without murmuring and disputing, we're magnifying negative, evil words, corrupt communication, not magnifying what God says, right? We're just blowing this thing up. And God says he hates sowing discord among the brethren because we're not harmony. How's those notes playing? With corrupt words. How's those notes playing with evil words? What, what's that pitch sound like? But what does it sound like with us speaking faith sounds? See, so God is saying, independent of what you see, independent of the circumstances coming at you, independent of what's happened the last 17 times, he's saying, I need faith sounds coming out your mouth. I need you to say what I say. Because I said all things work together for good. For those that love me. See? Those that love me. What does it say? Romans 8.28? I know I said that was the last scripture, didn't I? I'll be getting so caught up once there, right? It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are call, called, look, according to his purpose, in harmony with his purpose. S speaking the same words, on the same notes. Didn't we read the other day? Uh, uh, there was a one mind and one speech. Nothing was, was restrained from them that they imagined to do. Uh, Genesis eleven six. Same mind, same speech. 
not getting only time we ain't on the same page is when we get in the self. Somebody tell you something and you you you're you're fighting it. You're fighting it because you're in self, you're not in love. See, when you're in love, you're not in self. You can't be in love and in self at the same time. Love has nothing to do with self. Love, the number one attribute of love is giving. It's always about others. Esteeming others better than yourself. Looking every man on, on the things of others. Philippians 3 and 4. Philippians 2 verses 3 and 4. When you're in self, you ain't in love. So, so that, that throws off the whole harmony right there. Even that throws off all things working together for your good. Because you're in self. And you tell yourself it's okay. And then you fight people. Don't judge me. And I, nobody's judging you. You ain't going to produce fruit. Galatians 5, uh, 22 and 23, all those fruit. What's the first one? Love. I mean, that's, that's survival kid. Didn't we do that survival kid? Galatians 5, uh, 22 23. First one is love. Joy, peace, long suffering. Matter of fact, if you could go through all of them, there's nine of them, they all come back to one thing, love. You can sum them all up as love. Long suffering, faith, goodness, gentleness, meekness, temperance, self-control. See, so, so God is trying to get us something, but hey, we got to shift ourselves. We got to start speaking faith sounds, but we're not going to be speaking faith sounds if we're not filling ourselves up with faith words. Right? All right, so that's enough for today. Let's, let's go with the people online.